Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is Friday, February 18th. Hope you guys have had a great week as uh, the markets have not had such a great week. Uh, yesterday, we saw the Dow have the biggest loss of the year uh, in a single day. Hey, with that, though, we uh, do want to remind you that there is one thing that all of us can control when it comes to our retirement and our portfolios, and that's risk. The question is, how much risk do you have in your portfolio? And if you don't know the answer to that, or you're not 100% sure, give us a call at 863-382-0037. Walk through our core retirement design, where we help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Hey, Dave's coming up next, and we'll talk about what's happening in the marketplace right now. Where we believe and only know here before nine time check in on your money and see what the Sam Hill Wall Street is doing to you today because they certainly did you dirt yesterday on the markets. So let's go check in with uh, Statler Financial Services' very own Philip Statler, who's on the phone. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well. The end of this week. Uh, however, the markets <laughs> not doing uh, near near what we would like to see them be doing. Absolutely. I kind of got the feeling that on Wednesday evening, a whole bunch of heavy hitters on Wall Street printed out the Federal Open Market Committee meeting minutes from that afternoon, took them home, read them cover to cover, and went, holy crud, and put sell orders in for everything. The Dow was down by 1.76% yesterday, 622 down, and that was the good index of the three major ones. The S&P was down over 2%, and the NASDAQ was down, knocking its nose on 3%, down 407 points down yesterday. If it wasn't nailed down yesterday, they were selling it, weren't they? You know, they were. And so I, as you were doing that, I was scrolling through my uh, month and year numbers. So you know what that did, Dave? Uh, free to ask, but you know. Yesterday, put the NASDAQ in a 12-month negative 1.78% return. Well, poop. And there really isn't a lot to uh, give us any good news this morning because as they were selling everything that moved yesterday, the uh, head of the St. Louis Federal Reserve Bank, Bullard, went out and I, I think the Robert Chicken speech kind of cored on the notion that he wants the Fed to raise interest rates by at least a percent and a half inside the first couple of months after their March meeting. And I'm sitting back and saying, well, that's going to go over like flatulence in church on Wall Street, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, that will definitely not be good news. That will drive the markets down fast. Um, though I will tell you, I've been scurrying some other tidbits out there. And uh, the, the guy that used to do the repo um, for the Fed, you know, we talk about that every now and then. You and I really don't sure exactly what that means, but but he was the repo guy, and uh, he came out with an opinion piece that he says Powell must crash the market. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate that. I uh, yeah, I mean, I that one popped on my news feed this morning, and uh, it, it basically, I, I guess he's kind of in the Bullard camp. You know, we need to do something. Uh, if we don't do something fast we could see hyperinflation. And that well, was know, kind of his deal. Uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I was describing what we're going through right now is castor oil. 
I mean, nobody likes taking it, but sometimes you need to take it. And we are going through this. And there's no doubt there's going to be a deleterious effect on equities when we start raising interest rates. That's kind of expected. But if we do like a percent and a half on that reference interest rate inside of 60 days, uh, well, the repo guy's going to get his wish because that's going to crash the markets because everything that's interest sensitive is going to run off to bonds. And those poor stocks are going to be sitting there going, what the hey? Uh, no CFO can make corrections in their uh, business plan that fast. No, no, you really can't. I mean, and that's where you and I have been talking for a while, you know, that the, the Fed needed to. Now, obviously, it's too late. It's water under the dam, over the dam, whatever. It's, it, it's too late to do anything. But they should have been listening to you and me a year ago, a year and a half ago. Yeah, well, we, we needed to do this more gradually than we're doing it, without a doubt. I mean, when we start flooding the economy with money that uh, there's a really good case to say it was needed. The relief funds were needed when they passed those trillions of dollars in relief funds. But that floods the market with a lot more money. It ends up giving us a, a, a risk of inflation, and eventually those chickens are coming home to roost on you, and that's when they're coming home to roost now. Uh, we're starting to hit the no-choice process, but I'd still be in favor of living with a little bit more inflation than we like instead of just crashing it like that all at once. And then yesterday I was banging my head against a wall while we were talking. We're talking about cutting off the bond purchases, getting rid of some of the junk on the balance sheet, and then the Fed says in their minutes, oh, what the hey, let's buy another $20 billion worth of bonds even though we're going to stop cold in March. What's wrong with these people? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely talking out of both sides of their mouth, huh? I, well, I'm may, maybe talking about both sides of their body at this point. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is one of those things. The reason our Federal Reserve does not have a great reputation worldwide as far as monetary policy regulation, uh, there is some optimism this morning. World News has it that uh, we're actually talking to the Russians a little bit about Ukraine. I don't know if it's going to change anything, but I kind of get the feeling investors are looking for any reason whatsoever to get, grab onto some optimism. Definitely. I mean, we are looking for anything. But, Dave, i got to tell you, there's not much good news in the reports I have today either. Um, so so I, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure, a lot of headwinds coming into the weekend that uh, people are not going to – these traders are not going to want to be hanging out all weekend. So uh, I suspect it's going to be a rough ride today. A good friend of mine always told me that you watch the last uh, the last half hour, 45 minutes of the market, because that's the best read on confidence. If there's a big tail downward, that means the big investors are saying, I don't trust the I don't trust the world to leave me alone for the weekend. So I'm going to take money off the table and park it for a while. Exactly. And that's uh, I got a feeling that's, that's going to happen today got a sneaking hunch and that's really too bad because after the sell-off yesterday there's a lot of bargains that are out there for people with free money to be able to invest in but uh, uh, from the looks of things this morning we're still nervous enough about ukraine nervous enough about what federal reserve board presidents are saying so that uh, they're they're kind of thinking about taking the money off the table for a couple of days i got to imagine they're probably going to be looking at the existing home sales number at 10 a.m this morning and uh, looking at that for any level of hope whatsoever. Well, I, I think so. And plus, the leading economic indicators comes out um, at 10 o'clock as well. Uh, mm -hmm. I, and, and it's basically expected to be flat. So if it's anything other than flat um, to the positive, I think that'll help. 
not tremendously because the Fed is going to be the pressing – the Fed and Russia are going to be the, the pressing things on the market today. And the Federal Reserve meeting isn't until the third week in March now, so we've got basically a full month to sweat this thing through. No, that's right. Yep, it'll be a, it'll be a little while before that uh, that comes to fruition. You know, I've always been the starry-eyed optimist in these conversations, Philip, but right now I'm starting to sound even more cynical than you, aren't I? <laughs> Give me some good news this morning. One of my favorite companies reported this morning, and uh, I know it's been a relatively good year up in row crop country. How did John Deere do anyway? John Deere did well. They 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 beat by about seventy cents a share. Came in at two dollars and ninety two cents. Revenue topped the forecast. They raised their annual profit forecast. Um, they're seeing high solid demand, and they're able to get some higher prices for their equipment. So. So all kind of good news for John Deere. They're up about one, a little over 1%. Dave, I got to give you a little warning. That may be the only green we see this morning as I walk through the rest of these reports. Oh, Um, boy. Well, let's let's give them the bad news. (laughs) So let's look at DraftKings. Um, You know, the gambling stocks, people usually will start gambling no matter what's happening in the economy. Well, uh, they're getting beat up a little bit this morning, even though they had a a, a smaller loss for the quarter than expected and revenue was more than expected. However, it's all coming on f- guidance. So their full year guidance basically projects a wider than expected loss for the whole year, even though the quarter came out a little better than expected. So DraftKings getting beat up really bad today, down almost 16%. Um, yeah, not quite 52-week low yet, but uh, but we're uh, almost within a dollar of being at their 52-week low. i got to believe that they probably have slower guidance with the labor strife going on in Major League Baseball that eliminates one of their targets. And then the NBA has always had kind of a core, a core fan, and that's pretty much the extent of it. Uh, I kind of half expected that, but evidently the market was disappointed by that. Yeah, and, uh, and that's right. I guess maybe we hadn't really thought about the strike for baseball right now. So the, the next one was Roku. Roku mm. came out this morning, and again, despite better than expected earnings for last quarter, revenue did fall short, which means they probably lost some subscribers, um, and it issued weaker than expected outlook due to higher prices and supply chain issues. And so uh, – uh, they may be my biggest loser today. I got a couple other ones coming up. Though. They're down uh, almost 27% this morning. It will be Dave, a new 52-week low. Good substantial By a substantial amount of money. I mean, like their 52-week low before today was $139. And right this second, it would open at 105 Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty well, big time. That's bleeding. Let's try for something that's not bleeding quite as bad. Oh, hey, I found one that's positive. It's amazing. Ooh. Yeah, every now and then you do that, right, as you walk through. Um, hey, we have Blooming Brands, right? That's uh, Outback Steakhouse. Oh, yeah. They, uh, they beat by uh, $0.08 cents a share revenue, slightly above what was expected. Um, but they, uh, they reinstated their quarterly dividend and announced a $125 million uh, share repurchase program. So um, some good, you know, they kind of hit on uh, most of the, uh, all four of the contingents there that, that make them moving up. So they're actually up today, 6.7%.
Well, it's about darn time you found something good to talk about there. Yeah, yeah, but then I got Shake Shack. Okay. Shake Shack, they lost 11 cents a share, um, and that was 11 cents, uh, I, I guess, that was basically kind of in line with what they were expecting. Um, revenue came in as forecasted. They continue to have issues with uh, uh, the, the coronavirus, temporarily having to close restaurants down. Um, and so they issued some downbeat guidance. I never heard downbeat. I usually say upbeat, but downbeat guidance uh, for the next quarter. They're trading down 14% this morning. Boy, we got wild swings. One We're or two more. What do you so I got one more. I got one more for you, and that's Dropbox. Dropbox, uh, they uh, they beat estimates by four cents a share, came in at forty one cents. The revenue top forecast. So why is it trading down? Well, paid number of users and average revenue per user, it came in above estimates as well. So you had to really look look hard to figure out what's the deal, and it's guidance, 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 guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lower quarterly profit this quarter, profit margins are getting squeezed because of everything. And so they're trading down four and a half percent this morning. Well, geez. And now I have to reset the table this morning. It was bordering on the term bloodbath yesterday. Everything was down by almost 2%, 45 minutes before we opened this morning. I'm not thinking we got a ton of good news this morning either. Philip, how are we doing? You know, Dave, it is, um, man, it just been playing flip-flop all day today. So we actually have the Dow is down less than a tenth of a percent right now. That's $23. The S&P 500 actually has come back to flat, zero. And the NASDAQ has actually gone positive by a tenth of a percent. So uh, that's a big flip because we were all red earlier uh, this morning. Commodity side, yeah, really. Commodity side of the coin, we got silver uh, up six tenths of a percent, slightly over twenty four dollars an ounce. Gold is is down. It has actually earlier today it crossed over or it closed yesterday above nineteen hundred dollars an ounce, but now it's down a, almost a, a, a two tenths of a percent to eighteen hundred and ninety nine dollars an ounce. So um, bouncing around there. Crude oil is taking a hit this morning, down below 90, down 2% to $89.86. Well, I do condolences to Tom, my commodities broker friend, but I'm happy to see it there anyway. (laughs) Overseas markets mixed bag in Asia. Believe it or not, the Chinese mainland composite actually eked out a gain. Everything else was off. Europe is looking at us and saying, oh, gosh, another day like yesterday. And they're all off, not markedly, but they are off by some. Keeping track of how much risk you got in your portfolio is really important, even more so when we're not looking at any good economic indications. How do I find you to be able to get my portfolio under control, Philip? Hey, Dave, they can give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule their core retirement design, where we help them design the retirement they always dreamed of. Hey, check out our website. Uh, I think we got some new stuff up there, and that's statlerfinancial.com. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. And again here to on Monday morning, same time on Light. Philip, thank you so much. You have a marvelous weekend, all right? All buddy, you too. Be well, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler, are you? 
Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope your uh, week has gone well. I hope you have a great weekend. Join us again Monday, same time, same place. Until then, have a great one.